It's not like any other podcast. Coming to you straight from Eastern Iowa, where apartment ownership and investing is told like it is. It's time for Darren Garman's Apartment Specialist Podcast. Hold on, because here comes the next episode of the Apartment Specialist Podcast. Hey everybody, Darren Garman here, and welcome to this week's podcast. We have a lot to cover today, and it all has to do with mindset. Uh, mindset and the investment mindset and really how to get the investment results that you want faster. That's right. I'm going to tell you on this podcast how you can get the investment results, uh, the income you're ultimately looking for, uh, the wealth that you're ultimately looking for um, in terms of your investments, whether it's equity or, or another investment, how you can get it faster. Um, and I'm excited to tell you how to do that. So we're going to talk about that here in just a minute. But before we jump into the content, uh, I want to thank everyone that attended the Multifamily Investment Summit here uh, this week in Cedar Rapids. Um, I'm recording this podcast on March 12th of 2020. Uh, we had our summit on March 9th and uh, folks that did decide to attend uh, I think we covered a lot of great material a lot of great content and useful content as it relates to multifamily ownership uh, multifamily investing not only as a passive owner but also an active owner I mean we had uh, we had active owners in attendance. We had passive owners in attendance, passive investors, active investors. We had all of them there. So it was uh, fun. It was timely, especially with everything going on uh, in our world today as I'm recording this. And really, we had a great time. So uh, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad we had it. And so keep a lookout in your inbox for the next Multifamily Investment Summit. Uh, we'll talk about when that's going to be scheduled, when uh, you can expect to attend if it's something you're interested in, or if you're like uh, many people that had the opportunity to come, but just either registered too late uh, or maybe had the opportunity but had some uh, travel issues, especially with the virus that uh, many are concerned about right now, uh, we may be able to uh, be of some help there. So keep an eye open for that. Okay, let's talk about mindset now. Because uh, if I had anything to point to that will get you to where you want to be faster... It's really your thought about money and your mindset about money. Because uh, what I find gets in most people's way from them really getting the kind of financial benefits they want, whether it's more money at their job or career, higher salary, let's say, uh, maybe, and that also could include uh, maybe uh, promotion, faster promotion opportunities for them in whatever career they're in. I think it, it, we can include that in there uh, all the way to uh, getting the most out of the investment that you can 
in that you're looking for, uh, in addition to um, really setting up your investment world and your financial world to a point where you're living any of the goals that you have set for yourself. So another way of really maybe describing this is how to achieve your financial goals faster, how to make more money faster, how to be a better investor and make a shit ton more money as an investor faster, how to get the results that you're looking for as an investor faster. And so we're going to talk about faster because I find, like I said, I find what gets in most people's way, what slows them down, where they're most of the time unknowingly putting the brakes on, it has to do with their mindset. Okay, So uh, let me tell you what I'm not going to talk about. I'm not going to talk about uh, meditation. Uh, I'm not going to talk about finding a you know, dark, uh, I don't even know what they are, those canisters or those pools where, you, where you're dark and you basically float in the dark um, in water. I mean, I'm not going to talk to you about any, any of that kind of woo-woo, airy-fairy stuff. Uh, I'm not going to talk to you about what a lot of people call the law of attraction, where, you know, you just think it and it appears. Uh, I'm not going to talk about that directly. So I'm not going to get into the weeds on some of that stuff. But what I'm going to talk to you about is very applicable to everybody. And it needs to be the case in order for you to get to where you want to get to financially. Again, I'm mainly talking about, in my world, multifamily, apartment, community, ownership, and investing. Okay, So I have to have a certain mindset if I want to go from 500 units to 1,000 units. Okay, I have to have a certain mindset if I want to be uh, have a value in my apartment investments of 500,000 to 1,500,000 or 10 million for that matter. The numbers really don't matter, but it's the mindset that does. And for me to make those kinds of leaps in my financial world, uh, this mindset is critical. And so when I talk with, and in some cases consult with people about their investing, a lot of it goes like this. A lot of it starts with where they're at in their financial world right now, uh, what kind of experience or not they have with uh, ownership of multifamily and how that can be a pretty good tool in their toolbox of getting them to where they want to be. So we go there. But then ultimately at some point, we get to why they're not where they want to be. Okay, why they're not where they want to be. And there's always lots of explanation. And for some people, they've got some really good reasons. But for most, it's mainly excuses. And the main reason for the excuses is because really of their mindset. Really, their mindset. So let's talk about what I would consider the top five things you need to either add as your mindset to have a part of your mindset or eliminate, okay? Top five 
let's just say, mindset levers to get you to your investment, income, financial goals, let's say 10 times faster. And I think that's pretty accurate. That by either eliminating some of this or adding some of this, you'll notice leaps instead of little bitty steps in progress. Okay, so let's start with the obvious one. And this one, what I'm going to mention to you, is not a revelation. And frankly, really nothing I'm going to talk about on today's podcast is really something you probably have not heard somewhere before. But like a lot of us, maybe we need to hear it again before it sinks in. Uh, Some of what I talk about may, may be new to you. Um, but what I will admit, this is nothing that is like, you know, sealed top secret file that we're, we're finally unsealing today to share with you. None of that kind of stuff. Okay. So let's talk about number one and let's start with what you need to get rid of. Number one is you need to get rid of the anger and or jealousy of others doing better than you. Okay, you need to get rid of the anger, the jealousy, and probably the resentment of others that are doing better than you, that you see are doing better than you. Because what a lot of people will do here with this is they will see somebody, whether maybe it's a relative that might be close, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's somebody they know, or maybe it's even a celebrity. Right? Maybe it's like, uh, I don't know, let's talk about the richest guys. Well, maybe it's like a Jeff Bezos. Maybe it's like a Bill Gates. Um, you know, We could name a bunch of billionaires. So maybe it's like that. Well, let me tell you what most people do when they're exposed to hear about, read about, see someone that's doing better than them. What most people do is they get pissed off. Not like hopping mad, angry, you know, kick the table over, uh, throw something through the wall or punch the wall kind of anger. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about mentally being pissed. They get mad. And they start feeling resentment. Because they start thinking about everything that this person or people have all of the advantages they have and the and what they do not have. And they start getting jealous and resentful. And the opposite thing should happen here. You should spin this around and feel good about that. You should be mentally congratulating them and wishing them nothing but the best. And in some cases, maybe even looking up to them and seeing what the hell they're doing in order to get to where they're at. But a lot of people don't do that. What most people do is they will have excuses about this and say, well, they probably lied their way there. They probably got lucky. Um, They knew the right people. They had the right connections. Uh, It was their mom. It was their dad. Um, It was somebody they knew. Or in some cases, people may say, well, uh, you know, they... uh, 
they screwed their way to the top. They had sex with so-and-so. Uh, they hooked up with so-and-so. And, you know, and they slept their way to that point. And so there's lots of reasons why people will come up in their minds about the resentment and the jealousy of people that do better than you. Uh, you got lucky. Um, you had a friend that was in the business. I mean, you know, look, we could come up with a long-ass list. When the It should be the exact opposite you should be doing. You should be thinking, Jeff, how did they get there? What did they really do? What are they doing that I could also emulate? What I could copy? What lessons are they giving right now? Right now. So if you'd look into a guy like, um, how about Andrew Carnegie? I'll just think of him. So if you would study Andrew Carnegie, uh, who was arguably maybe the world's richest man ever, if you count how much money he had back um, in the early 1900s compared to today, um, you would find a long list of things this guy did to get there. And many of them would be instructive. But what most people do is they will not take those instructive things and use them, see the positive aspects of that. They'll get pissed, resentful, and jealous and grouchy about it. And basically not use any of it as instruction, but use it as a reason to, once again, lament where they are what they don't have. Are you guilty of this? Are you? This is not easy. Uh, I remember when I first got into the real estate business, and this was as a real estate agent. Um, I'd see you know my uh, fellow agents getting listings, getting sales. And I'd be nothing but just freaking pissed. And, and of course, I because I compare myself to them. In other words, if they can get this done, how in the, what's my problem? So if they're getting it done and I'm not, they must be doing something. Whether maybe it's lying, cheating, um, getting lucky, I, on and on. The fact of the matter is. I should have spent my time, effort, and energy in the opposite direction, right? Congratulating him. Good job. Good for you. If not telling that to him, thinking that mentally. And then figuring out what are they doing? What are they doing? So last night, uh, I was uh, flipping through the channels, and there was the there was a documentary, the NFL Network does documentaries on pro football players here and there from time to time, and it's called A Football Life. And so for an hour, they'll basically pick a football player. Most of the time, they're well-known, um, Hall of Fame kind of players, the names that many of us have heard, and they'll spend an hour talking about their life, from being a child, uh, going through their elementary school, college years, pro football years, they're living their life now, what they're doing, etc. And last night, um, they featured Tony Romo. And Tony Romo was the former quarterback for many years of the Dallas Cowboys. Okay? And so, they had a clip there where Tony Romo is at the Pro Bowl, and he's standing there talking to Aaron Rodgers, 
was arguably one of the top five best quarterbacks ever to play in the National Football League. So he's talking to Aaron Rodgers and Tony Romo's there. They're both at the Pro Bowl. And Romo's like drilling him, asking him all kinds of questions. Do you change your grip on the ball? How do you throw it? And then they show uh, Rodgers showing Romo how to throw a ball a certain way. That is instructive. That's instructive. Because you don't get to be a Pro Bowl quarterback by being lucky. And here you had a Pro Bowl quarterback, in this case, Tony Romo, asking another quarterback whom he, in his mind, pretty much knows is better than him, Aaron Rodgers, what he does and how he changes how he looks at and throws the football and using that information. Super instructive, right? What would most people look at that? Most people would see that and not think of anything. Because most people would think Romo should actually be kind of grouchy that Rodgers is better than him. You know, maybe have a chip on his shoulder about that. So that's number one. Getting rid of that and looking for instruction, looking for what they do, how they did it, without feeling angry, pissed off, or grouchy about how they got to where they are. And using excuses, luck, um, thievery, uh, you name it. Okay, that's number one. And that's a big shift. Once you start making that shift, you will start noticing changes and you'll start noticing things that will be instructive for you to fast forward your progress as an investor that you didn't notice before all of a sudden because you've got the mindset change. Because you've got that mindset change. Okay? Um, That's number one. Number two. Number two is basically knowing and coming to the conclusion sooner versus later, like maybe right now, that in order to get to where you want to be as an investor. You've got to become that investor right now. So in other words, in order to be where you want to go, to get to where you want to go faster, you've got to change from the person you are now to the person you want to be. You've got to be a different person. Uh, And in this case, you have to have a different mindset and you've got to make changes to your daily habits about this. Now, look, I'm not saying you've got to make a list of 40 habits you got to change and you change them. Uh, we already discussed one in number one, and that's your mindset about how you think about other people that are better, more well-off than you. Let's just call them the 1%. So we won't go over that again. But now you have to become a different person. You're not going to be the person you want to be by remaining the person you are. So I'll say that again. You're not going to be the person you want to be by remaining to be the person you currently are. This really slows people down because it's comfortable being where you're at right now, isn't it? It's very comfortable. You know you, right? 
and all of everything you've got around you. So let me just give you one example of, of change here. One example of becoming the person you need to be versus the person you are in order to fast forward your way to the uh, financial goals that you want desperately is who you hang around with. This is a biggie. Who you hang around with. So, a real instructive thing is to sit down and, I mean, this will only take like 10 minutes, not even probably. Sit down and make a list of all of the people that you've hung out with over the last couple of weeks. All of the people that you've spent time with. And I don't mean just a five-minute phone call or, you know, a quick 10-minute visit. I'm talking about you've hung out with them, spent considerable amount of time with them over the last couple of weeks. Just make the list on who it is, okay? Then the second thing you want to ask yourself is, are any of these people helping me get to where I want to get to as an investor? Help me get to where I want to be in my financial world. Are any of these people helping me get there? Or another way to ask the question, by spending time with any of these people, are they going to help me get to where I want to be financially faster? You will be shocked at what you find. Then the real telling part of this, and this is just one example, one little habit we're talking about, by the way. The real interesting part of this is how often then do you spend with these people? How much time do you actually actually end up spending with these people then? How much? Because the old saying of birds of a feather flock together and being you're basically the result of the four or five people you hang out with most of the time is pretty much spot on. Spot on. And that's just one. And so, again, to become the person you want to be, you can't remain the person you are. Where, What areas in your life do you need to change to be the person you want to be? What do you have to do in your career to be the person you want to be, financially, investment-wise, maybe socially, emotionally, physically, right? Again, we don't need to make a list of 40 things, but we should have a list of some. And let's go ahead and say most people, again, they spend time with, hang out with, um, and are around people that will never help them, assist them, um, active or passively, in getting to where they want to be financially. And let's just say in the top 1%. As a matter of fact, most of them probably end up bringing them down is probably what happens more often than not. Okay? Um, 
That's number two. Number three, real quick one. Number three is a real quick one. Your philosophy about money. If your philosophy is one of those that uh, money is evil and money causes all these problems and money is the reason why we have so many problems in the world and someone's trying to screw me out of this money and, and I'm trying to cling on and hold on to every penny, every quarter, every dollar I get. Um, if that's kind of your attitude, you're, you're never going to get there. You're never going to get there. Because money flows to where it's most thought about and most appreciated. It doesn't care. It doesn't discriminate. It doesn't discriminate at all. But when you don't appreciate it, when you don't look forward to earning more of it, when you stop blaming it and start looking forward to having more of it come into your life, things will change for you in some cases, well, in many cases, dramatically. But if you're one of those people that, oh, money, I'd never want to have all that money. Look at all, look at all the pressure that comes along with it. Look at all the, pro look, let me just tell you something. When you have a lot of money, the problems that you have don't go away. It doesn't matter how much money you have, you're always going to have problems. So the thought that because you have reached your financial goals, income-wise, investment-wise, you've gone from owning 1,000 units to 3,000 units, if you think your problems are going to go away, they're not. In some cases, you may have more of them. But here's the key. You'd rather have those problems than the problems that you have when you aren't getting to where you want to get, achieving what you want to achieve, earning, living the life of a one percenter. Think about what I just said. The problems won't go away, but you would rather easily have the problems that people in the 1% world have than the people that don't. And by continuing to think money is dirty, evil, it's the main reason we have all kinds of problems, it gets in the way, it's, it creates pressure, etc., etc., you're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere at all. Number four, your investment vehicle. Not a lot of people give this thought. And a big caution here, because it's a fine line. The caution is, you can't necessarily make the income, have the wealth, have the lifestyle that maybe you want for you and maybe your family. You can't have it necessarily by doing something you love to do. Okay? But there's a fine line. You have to certainly get up every morning and whatever it is that you do, really enjoy what you're doing and look forward to what you're doing. But you don't necessarily want to cross that opportunity up with something you'd love to do. So I'm going to use a silly example, but nonetheless, it's an example. Okay, I love to um, 
eat chicken wings. Um, I like to sample different kinds of beer. I'm kind of a beer snob. I like, I'm a beer guy. Uh, I'm a meat guy. I like wings. I like to smoke meat, certain kinds of meat. I could spend, if, if you'd pay me, I could spend every day smoking meat, writing about my latest recipe, uh, my latest concoction in the smoker, uh, the beer that I've tried with it, whether I like it or not. Uh, I, I, could, I could do that full time. No problem at all. I would love to do that. But do you think doing that, because I love it, is going to get me to where I want to go? No, it's not. It's not. Um, but the opportunity in terms of owning, managing, investing in multifamily communities does get me there. I certainly love smoking recipes, uh, beer tasting, um, and being a beer snob a hell of a lot more than I like dealing with management. Easily. But I got to do what I got to do in order to get to where I want to go. But here's the key. I really like and look forward to the multifamily investment real estate business. Brokerage side of it, I love it. Investment side, I love it. Um, I love it. It's great. I have a good time and it's fun. But notice my fine line here. I'd really like to be smoking meat and tasting beer more. And so I use that maybe a silly example because people are told many times, oh, if you do what you love, the money will follow. Uh, that's horseshit. While it is true that if you don't do what you at least enjoy or look forward to doing, it's going to be a slow, slogging process. So if I hated real estate, I hated multifamily, I hated the brokerage, I hated the management, I wouldn't even be having this podcast right now. Okay? Just don't make the mistake that um, doing what you love to do is the automatic equation to the wealth, the income, and your ticket to the 1% because it's not. You've got to be strategic about this. Don't be foolish about it. Be strategic. And also you need to make sure you're in the right opportunity to get you there. So let me give you another example. Um, I have nothing against people that sell vacuums door to door. Tough business, selling that way, door to door. Selling vacuums door to door. Um, we've had guys stop by our house selling soap, cleaners, um, food, you name it. Tough way to make a living. And so let me ask you, do you think that if your goal is to have um, significant amounts of income and wealth and be in the 1%, you'd want to choose as the opportunity to be a door-to-door -door vacuum salesperson. That's probably not the right way to go, right? That's probably not the right opportunity. Um, 
had a guy talk to me here not that long ago who wanted to own more investment real estate. He wanted to own more apartment communities, but he was an office supply salesperson. Again, nothing wrong with it. I'm not criticizing that at all. But that's not what's going to be the key to get him to where he needs to go. So uh, the, the simple answer is instead of being the office supply salesperson, he needs to figure out how he can actually own the office supply company, or at least part, own part of it. So instead of being the vacuum salesperson, you need to know how you can own the vacuum sales territory, right? That's what you need to figure out. And if that means you need to be a salesperson for a while, in this example, either maybe the office supply guy or the vacuum salesperson, sure, it makes sense. But you need to make sure the opportunities that you're spending most of your time on will ultimately line up to get you to where you want to go financially. Otherwise, you're pretty much buying yourself a job. That's it. That's it. So for me, I know that the brokerage and management side of what we do produces a nice income. So that's a good income part for us. We like, that's good. That's a good income part for us. But I know the ownership in the multifamily communities is where the wealth is made. Okay, I know that. So if I didn't own any multifamily communities, that'd be a huge mistake for me to not get to where I want to be financially. Okay? All right. Number five, and this will be the last one. This is very self-explanatory. This is um, not any kind of a secret at all. And you've probably heard it over and over again. But here it goes. You need to now take action and start doing it. And it doesn't even matter if you don't have all of your ducks in a row when you take action. You just start. You move forward. You just start moving. Far too many people are waiting. They're waiting for the right time. They're waiting for the right connection. They're waiting for the right person. They're waiting for the right deal. They're waiting for the right time of year. They're waiting for the right time of day. They're waiting. And uh, frankly, how a lot of people justify their waiting is by doing things like reading a bunch of books, listening to a bunch of podcasts, Attending a bunch of conferences. Nothing wrong with any of those. But I find far too many people mistake taking action by listening more, reading more, sitting in a seat in a conference more, rather than freaking doing it. Doing it. And truth be told, what really separates, kind of, in my mind, the one percenters from the not one percenters, they they freaking did it. They're doing it. They're not thinking about it. They're not continuing to plan. They're not continuing to 
put together 25 spreadsheets to get it all figured out. They're doing it. They're doing it. And until you really decide uh, that you're going to take the kind of action that's necessary in order to get to that 1% world, and we're talking financially, but everything we're going over right now applies to everything. I'll say it again. Everything that I'm covering. Not, not only just applies to your financial area, income, wealth. Applies to everything. Everything. So taking action. So those are top five. My top five. And it's a really good idea to take inventory of where you are at in those areas that I just mentioned, that I just went over with you. Question is, what will you do with this information? What will you do? Well, here's what I'll tell you. And this I know for sure. Those people that take action on everything I'm going over on this podcast will get there 10 times faster than someone that doesn't. And I would argue 50 times faster versus someone that has no interest in this. But 10 times faster than someone that actually does have interest in this. So, uh, hopefully this information has been helpful for you. I look forward to hearing from you about everything I've gone over in this podcast today. Uh, All of my contact information is everywhere. Kind of hard not to find it. Um, Contact me. I'd love to hear about you, what you've got going on, your comments, your thoughts. What's happening with you? I'd love to hear your success stories if you've got them. Send them my way. I'd love to hear from you. Have a great day. Have a great week or weekend. Whenever you listen to me, take care and we will talk to you later. See ya. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining the Apartment Specialist Podcast. For investment questions, comments, or to get in touch with Darren, go to www.heartlandinvestmentrealestate.com.